Van Tassel always called upon his guests to tell him ghostly tales of Halloween. And Brown knew there was no more firm, potent believer in spooks and goblins than Ichabod Crane. Welcome to the Happy Halloween Podcast. My name is Tony, and I'll be your host. And this is your home for all things Halloween. Before we get started today, I have a few apologies I need to issue. First and foremost, I am very, very sorry that on last month's bonus episode with Josh from the Halloween Nation, he asked if I had worked with any other Halloween podcasters yet. And I talked about the fact that I have reached out to the Preserve Halloween podcast. But ashamedly, I totally failed to mention the fact that I had a wonderful interview with Kristen Stafford, host of the Halloween Art and Travel podcast. So Kristen, if you're listening, I sincerely and deeply apologize. I'm sorry. So sorry. Another quick apology goes to the fact that you might hear my chair squeaking, like that. I've recently had foot surgery, so I'm having to sit down to do this. And my third apology is another noise apology. Unfortunately, I live about 100 yards away from a venue that does weddings and such on the weekend, so you might hear some boots, kits, boots, kits, boots, kits in the background, or some mm, mm, mm. So, if you don't, then I did all this for nothing and then I sound like a fool. But that's what I'm here for, is to put a smile on your face. Alrighty. So, so before we get started today, I have a new review to read from SavSap20. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. S-A-V-S-A-P-20. It reads, I love the Halloween feels sprinkled throughout the year. These are the perfect little episodes to give you a taste of Halloween until spooky season finally arrives. Now, SavSap20, that makes my spooky little heart smile. If you want to send me your mailing address, email it to thehappyhalloweenpod at gmail.com, and I'll send you out a Halloween snap bracelet. Anyone else that submits a review will also receive a bracelet. So let's get those reviews in and raise our rankings as we get closer and closer to the spooky season. Today's main topic comes from a suggestion from friend of the show and Christmas podcaster extraordinaire Scott Newman. He wanted to know a little bit more about the Headless Horseman. So, let's delve into the origins of this spectral equestrian and explore some of its most popular iterations throughout the years. The legend of the Headless Horseman can be traced back to early European folklore, where tales of a spectral apparition and headless spirits roam the night. However, in 1820, author Washington Irving published The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which firmly established the Headless Horseman as an iconic Halloween figure. The Horseman is believed to be a Hessian soldier who was decapitated by a cannonball in battle. 
Set in the quiet town of Sleepy Hollow, New York, Irving's tale of the Headless Horseman is depicted as a menacing figure seeking his lost head and terrorizing those who dared across his path. The story quickly captured the imagination of readers, blending elements of horror, mystery, and folklore into a haunting tale that has endured throughout the centuries. Since its initial publication, the story of the Headless Horseman has inspired numerous adaptations across various forms of media. One of the most notable adaptations is the 1949 animated film The Adventures of Ichabod Crane and Mr. Toad, produced by Walt Disney. This animated classic brought the legend to life, introducing a new generation to the eerie tale. In fact, it was my introduction to the story. sent from New York to investigate murder in Sleepy Hollow. How much of your superiors explained to you? Only that the three were slain in open ground, their heads severed from their bodies. Taken by the headless horseman, taken back to hell. He rode a giant black steed to look at him, made your blood run cold. Even today, the western woods is a haunted place where brave men will not venture. We have murders in New York without benefit of ghouls and goblins. You're a long way from New York, Constable. Is everyone in this village enthralled to superstition? We have many things to talk about, even in this backward place. Excuse my manner. I'm not used to Female company? Another memorable rendition of The Headless Horseman can be found in Tim Burton's 1999 film Sleepy Hollow, starring Johnny Depp as Ichabod Crane. This dark and atmospheric adaptation added a thrilling and visually stunning twist to the story, captivating audiences with its gothic charm. This is probably my favorite version of the tale. You don't get much creepier than Christopher Walken with sharpened teeth. Who are you? Ichabod Crane. I was under the command of General Washington. George Washington. Do you know him? The man I saw was wearing an old military uniform. Did he carry a broad axe? When's the last time you saw him? When I cut off his head. The horseman's been awakened, and you along with him. He has returned to Sleepy Hollow. Now this is crazy. Put your hands on your head! More recently, the Headless Horseman made an appearance in popular TV shows, such as the supernatural drama Sleepy Hollow, which ran from 2013 to 2017. The show followed Ichabod Crane as he time-traveled to modern-day Sleepy Hollow. It expanded on the legend, weaving a complex narrative of mystery and supernatural forces centered around the enigmatic horseman. It's interesting to see how the story of the Headless Horseman has evolved over time, captivating audiences through literature, film, and television. With each iteration, new elements and interpretations breathe fresh life into its timeless legend, ensuring its enduring presence in our Halloween celebrations. And that was our glimpse into the history of the Headless Horseman and some of its most popular iterations. 
I hope this segment has sparked your curiosity to dive deeper into this iconic Halloween figure. Now let's throw it over to our playlist master, Bob Baker. Thanks, Tony. So today, we're only just looking back to my compilation of 2020 and a boss of a song called Ghosts. The thing about Bruce Springsteen is he has a lot of music you can use for Halloween. Spirits in the Night, The Ghost of Tom Joad, or Magic. But it was this rich song with the assertive beat that finally got my attention. Ghosts is a tribute to the lead singer of his first band, The Castiles. But Bruce has also said that it is really about living with death every day at this point in his life. He talks about the death of his former bandmate, George Thies, but also about the loss of his dad and the E Street players, Clarence Clemens and Danny Federici. Bruce describes how the dead walk amongst us and how you can feel their energy and how their echo continues to resonate in the physical world. Now, what better way to honor our favorite holiday than to think about all of these ghostly spirits hanging around? Spooky. Happy Halloween! And that was Ghosts by Bruce Springsteen. Thanks, Bob. Hmm, knock at the door. Who is it? It is me, Drac. Oh, hey, buddy, come on in. So what you been up to, buddy? I've been hibernating just to get a little beauty sleep. It's a trick I learned from the Wolfie over there. Wolfie? He's awake? I haven't seen him in years. Ah. What's going on, Wolfie? Oh, yeah, I forgot. You can't really talk. Huh. Okay. So what's up, Drac? What'd you need? It's been some time. Can I tell a joke? Sure, buddy. Go ahead. What's the problem with twin witches? Twin witches. Hmm. I don't know, Drac. What's the problem with twin witches? You never know which witch is witch. <laughs> Yeah, okay, um, why don't you take Wolfie for a walk? You know, his leash is right over there. Okay, witch, witch, is witch. Let's move on to this month's Halloween lore. We're going to talk about black cats. Black cats have become an enduring symbol of Halloween, often evoking an air of mystery, superstition, and witchcraft. The association between black cats and Halloween has deep historical and cultural roots. The connections between Halloween and black cats can be traced back to ancient Celtic traditions. As we all know, during the festival of Samhain, which marked the end of the harvest season and the onset of winter, it was believed that the veil between the living and the spirit worlds was at its thinnest. 
Cats, particularly black ones, were thought to possess an ability to communicate with the spirits and act as their companions or familiars. As Halloween traditions evolved and began to incorporate various influences, black cats continued to be intertwined with the holiday's imagery. In medieval Europe, cats, especially black ones, were associated with witchcraft and considered companions of the witches. The perception of black cats as supernatural beings and their alleged involvement in dark rituals fueled the association between black cats and Halloween. Furthermore, during the witch trials of the 16th and 17th centuries, black cats were often targeted as symbols of witchcraft, much like the women that were targeted as witches, but I digress. They were believed to be shape-shifting witches or even demons in disguise. This association further solidified the connection between black cats and the occult, enhancing the role in Halloween folklore. Over time, these superstitions and folklore tales became ingrained in our popular culture, leading to the widespread association of black cats with Halloween. Their sleek, dark appearance along with their mythical associations, adds an element of mystique and eerie charm to Halloween decorations, costumes, and imagery. It is important to note that while black cats may have acquired an unfortunate reputation, they are no different from cats of any other color and deserve love and care like any other animal. In fact, many individuals and organizations use Halloween as an opportunity to promote the adoption and well-being of black cats. Alrighty, first in our news segment is something that I'm not too happy to talk about. I know I'm getting to be a grumpy old man who's stuck in their ways, but that's just what it is. So, after years of talk and speculation, Warner Brothers recently announced that Tim Burton is directing a sequel to one of the best movies, one that is near and dear to my heart, Beetlejuice. That's right, Tim Burton, Danny Elfman, Michael Keaton, and Winona Ryder are all returning for the sequel set to release September 6, 2024. Jenna Ortega is playing Lydia's daughter, which leads me to believe that the splash of nostalgia will be small and short on screen time, and the rest will be Ortega, much like the series on Netflix Wednesday. Now, I realize I sound like a grumpy old man, like I said, but this recent wave of 80s remakes and sequels has just not impressed me. I realize that it brings in a new generation of fans, and I know most people are excited about it, so I'm just going to keep my opinions to myself because I'm just an old stick in the Halloween mud. <laughs> okay, next, if you're a type of person that likes to collect Halloween items, you'll be excited to hear that Fright Rags is putting out a second wave of action figures from the 1978 Halloween movie. This wave includes Annie Brackett with her school books for studying, her dad Sheriff Brackett with his flashlight and pistol, Dr. Loomis with his pistol and a fabric trench coat, Lori with a knife and her pumpkin, her friend Linda Vanderklok, yep, never knew that so now, Vanderklok, with her purse, and finally, Michael with his knife and the tombstone of his sister Judith. It's a good thing I'm not a collector because I would have all of these. They look just like the old Star Wars and G.I. Joe figures I grew up with. 
Speaking of the 80s, the 1986 cult classic heavy metal themed Halloween movie, that's a mouthful, Trick or Treat, is getting a 4K makeover. Not to be confused with the 2007 Trick R Treat. Directed by Charles Martin Smith and starring Mark Price, Tony Fields, Gene Simmons of Kiss, yes, you heard that right, and metal legend Ozzy Osbourne, Trick or Treat tells the story of a high school outcast named Eddie Weinbauer who is obsessed with heavy metal music and his favorite rock star, Sammy Kerr. When Sammy dies in a hotel fire, Eddie discovers a mysterious, unreleased record from Sammy made before his death. As Eddie plays the record backwards, he unwittingly unleashes the vengeful spirit of Sammy, who returns from the dead to wreak havoc on the town and its inhabitants. Set to release later this year, the original film negatives are being scanned in for the 4K version. Also in movie news, the latest entry into the Scream franchise is looking for a DVD and Blu-ray release in July, but can be watched right now on digital formats. And lastly, slated for release on September 15th, the 1969 Agatha Christie novel Halloween Party is getting a movie version entitled A Haunting in Venice. I've never read the book, although I may add it to my list now, so I don't have a groundwork to compare the movie to, but the trailer has me seriously intrigued, as does the movie poster. Here's a blurb about the movie. Set in eerie post-World War II Venice on Hallow's Eve, a haunting in Venice is a terrifying mystery, featuring the return of celebrated sleuth Hercule Poirot. Now retired and living in self-imposed exile in the world's most glamorous city, he reluctantly attends a seance at a decaying, haunted palazzo when one of the guests is murdered. The detective is thrust into a sinister world of shadows and secrets. Editor Tony here. I completely forgot to record the segment on music, so enjoy this montage and check out the show notes for the band and song names.
All right, spooks and creeps. That's going to do it for this episode. And yes, I let Google pronounce that name for me because so I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> I'll be back in New Year's at the end of this month with a bonus episode. Don't forget to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. You can follow us over on Instagram or TikTok at the Happy Halloween Pod. You can email me questions or suggestions at the Happy Halloween Pod at gmail.com. If you want to support us, you can donate to Drax Blood Bank at co-fi.com slash the Happy Halloween Podcast. Yes, please, I'm getting low on blood. Oh, hush, Drax. Hey, what happened to Wolfie? He got away. He what? Oh, great. Sounds like I gotta go track down Wolfie. Alright, spooks and creeps, until next time. Happy Halloween! Where was he when you last saw him? Standing by a fire hydrant!